welcome to episode 59 of Book of Banter. It's our first episode of the new year and me and Krista have just had a little quick pre-show whinge. So what we're going to do, because I feel like everyone at this time of year is 100% going to be where we are, like horsey people. We fucking hate January, don't we? It's shit. There's no getting away from it. Um, So I think let's have a bit of a catch up and then we are going to just we've got so much feedback from you about your horsey heroes and we just think that'll be a really good episode to pick everyone up and kind of remind us of the nice sides of horses and horsey people um so christmas i mean i'm gonna start by saying santa did not bring me motherfucking salt licks i saw that i saw that but disappointing bastard <clears throat> Does he not realise how important salt is to my horses? Selfish. Well, I mean, maybe actually he needs a visit from like a supplement rep or something. Because like if he sees it's not, if he doesn't think it's important enough for you, like what are, what are his reindeer going through? Like if they're not getting properly. This is it. You know, I mean, if they're not getting electrolytes and after that big long trek around the world, then he's actually probably being a bit negligent. I got to tie up for sure. And, yeah. Um, he'll be sorry then. That's all I'm saying. That's maybe what he's doing with your salt mix though. Oh, Maybe yeah. he thought they were a good idea and he kept them back for the reindeer. Yeah. Packed them okay. on the sleigh and then kind of got to like Australia and was like, okay, hang on. It's very yeah, maybe, warm. Maybe, yeah, I'm saying he's being negligent, but maybe he's actually not. Maybe he was just, maybe he was actually ahead of the head Yeah. Of the he did bring me some warm breeches, you know, like I talked about in the last episode, which was, I hadn't asked for them. So that was really nice. So they are very warm. They do make a big difference. Anybody who is like humming and hawing, they are very, very warm. The important ones that I obviously um, I, I have to ask you about were how did uh, how did the boys get on with Santa? Was Santa good to them? He he was yeah. I was a little bit nervous. Henry had um, asked for a go kart. We don't have anywhere on the farm. Suitable you don't have for a, a really big hill on your drive. Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, we live on the top of a hill, like. Mm, I thought go kart territory. We are far too poor to have tarmac and the luxuries of that sort of life. So it is like rough, like muddy, potholy, shitty place. Okay, like no go kart is going to cope. It's Henry's quite fond of A and E as well, isn't he? Oh, he loves it. He's like his father. I mean, to be fair, like so his like, mother as well. Yeah. So as a combination, it's probably it's shaking up a bit. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So I did try and tell him this, but you know, like it was on his Christmas list and he was not yeah, that's it. fucking budging. Yeah, so then I was like, give a shit what you say. Exactly. That's the that's the fucker, isn't it? Because you can be like, yeah. well, I think, you know, you can't really get them for your age. I think they're more for younger kids. And he's like, the elves will just make it. And I'm like, I know, <laughs> of yeah. course they will. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's beating you with logic there, obviously. Yeah. Exactly. Like, how can I argue about the fucking elves? Like, so... Anyway, I bought him, like, he loves the pedal tractors, you know? And I bought him, like, the biggest one because he's outgrown (laughs) the other ones. And I was thinking he's going to be so disappointed. But anyway, he wasn't. And he absolutely loved it. And he's never been off the bloody thing. And and I've actually got more time on the yard. So that's a win. Um, Seb was happy as Larry. Just, you know. Wrapping paper. Boxes. No. Yeah. No, like my kid, Ben thinks it's hysterical. He's like, your boys are like you. They're very materialistic. They are not about the wrapping paper or the cardboard. <laughs> oh yeah, Charlie, Charlie at that age was just, that was it. Paper was, paper and boxes were a thing. 
I mean, Seb is a little bit the amount of times that me and Henry find ourselves saying, you are not a goat. Um, because all he wants no, to do is he chew, yeah, chew everything. Yeah. Yeah. But equally, no, he wanted the toys. He was all about the toys. Um, so well, yeah. that's probably good. What about Charlie? Good, oh, God. So Charlie, Charlie asked Santa for a, uh, a gaming chair for his PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted, um, like, a, you can get a steering wheel, pedals, and yeah. a control panel, the same as a tractor, to go on the driving chair. Okay. So Santa bought the gaming, the gaming chair and mommy and daddy bought the um, innards of the tractor, from, basically. And it's just, I'm old, like, so I, and I, you know, I obviously I love social media, but like gaming and stuff never was my thing. I yeah, like outdoors no and it's over my head completely. Why the fuck do you need to have the, a simulation of a tractor when, when you've you... got the whole cab around you, basically, and, and it's on the screen in front of you? But outside, there are... Yeah three tractors like just why can't you just so it goes over my head like I do realize obviously at seven he's too young to be let loose in in theory but um actually be quite (laughs) handy so it's just I'm yeah I might pick the smallest one um but nonetheless that's what he wanted that's what he got so he was pretty happy with that um so he's gonna now spend the next probably year learning how to drive a tractor um perfect his road rage that sort of thing I guess so he was pretty happy with all of that and then he got the usual bits and bobs and he was uh he was happy enough so speaking of road rage so Henry's actually with this pedal tractor has actually been on the yard a lot more (laughs) which has been a dream for me um and he's so good bless him he'll push Seb around in the pushchair while I'm catching the horses so the other day we went out and Truffle and Tink are in the big field most of the other ones are just in paddocks because we're on clay and um, Truffle and Tink were way up the top. And I was thinking, I can't leave those two, like, while I sh- schlep all of this field, yeah. you know. So I was like, Henry, oh, God, like, they're not at the gate. When all my horses tend to be at the gate waiting for me. Like, you know, they kind of know roughly what time they're going to come in. And to be honest, if they're not at the gate, I just don't go out and get them. I just wait till they want to be in. <clears throat> These two clearly hadn't got the memo. Henry said, don't worry, I'll go and get them. And I'm thinking, like, how the fuck are you going to go and get them? Like, he's quite nervous of the horses and he doesn't mind his ponies, but like he won't go anywhere near anything bigger. And I knew he wouldn't go in the field with them. So I'm thinking, what the fuck's he going to do? But anyway, off he marches like solo. And I was thinking, what the fuck is he going to like, how is he going to get them? He hasn't got a head collar. Like, and I'm shouting like, come on, come on, like truffle, come on. (laughs) Um, Henry marches up to the top and said, I could hear him. Right, this is it. Last chance. In now. And I'm like thinking, well, that's not going to fucking work, is it? And Truffle, it who, me, and I bet it worked for him, didn't it? Yeah. Truffle, who's really yeah. nervous, like come from a horrible, horrible place, as we talked about like, last time. Um, and it's like really kind of, she's responding to kindness, but I mean, <laughs> she's not particularly partial on being like abused. Kind of wandered over to the fence next to him and was like, hello. At which point, Henry, being Henry, saw that the trough had iced over and so suddenly launched a rock into the trough. Poor Truffle was like, oh my God, I knew something bad was going to happen. So she took off down the field. So I thought, well, that's it now. He's blown it. No. She returned to him. Oh, that's so sweet. And Henry walked along the fence and Truffle and Tink walked along the other side. 
I'm standing there like, must... what the fuck has just happened there? Horse. He's, yeah, they, she's obviously really nice. She obviously really likes likes him. I think that's that's sort of my gauge as well. I'm not suggesting that anybody should use their child as a potential chicken nugget or anything. <laughs> but like, I do the same with mine. I'm like really shoving the child in front of the horse to see which ones put their head down. And like, hello. I'm like, yes, you have a good temperament. You are nice. And then there's like Molly, who, who's like, you know, wants to pick him up by the hair and swing him around <laughs> just to see what he does when she does that. Like, so yeah, it's lovely. Oh, that's so sweet though. She must be a really nice person, is she? She is. I mean, she's she's had a shit life, I think, but um, she's finally starting to pick up. I mean, it's really been, I've it's been an uphill slog. I've never seen a horse in the state that she's been in, but yeah, I, I've never seen anything like it. He was basically like screaming at them in quite like an aggressive way. And she's like, I understand. So anyway, next day, he did the same again. The same result. Third day, she waited at the gate. Well, there you go. I mean, ask no questions, I feel. <laughs> she obviously really likes kids, so. Then I think she's case. got the patience of a bloody saint. More so oh. than me. Um, <laughs> but other than that, it's just shit, isn't it? It's like, Mint, mm. bless him, just on his legs, because he's got mud fever. It's like every fucking year something gets mud fever because we're on shitty, shitty clay. Pancake has basically lost any form of reasoning in his life. Like, he is just deranged. I can't even. Yeah. Ben said, <laughs> please don't judge me. I'm, I am really nice. <laughs> well, I'm quite nice. Um, I came in the other day off him and Ben said, how's he been? And I said, I found myself thinking, if you were to break your leg, it wouldn't be the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's such a nightmare, though, isn't it? When you're just, can you just do the thing? And they're like, no. And you're like, why? And they're like, because, because, because. And there's like reason after reason after reason. And it's just they're so well or they're so like off their head and you just can't get through it. And you haven't got enough time and you haven't got enough energy and you just fucking need to do the thing and get down. And they're like, but wait, let's do a triple salco. Oh my God, there's a bird. Yeah. Are we jumping that? Let's jump that. And it's just like, please, can you just fucking trot a circle? Like, yeah. He does this it's, thing where, it like, get, it could get quite depressing, can't it? He really braces his back against you and, like, does loads of flying changes. And so the effort to sit to that, I get off and I'm like, Ben said to me the other day, like, you're walking like an 80 year old. And I was like, it's literally, it's pancake, yeah. like, it's 100%. And then the people who've just moved in down the road from us, they installed one of those mirrors, you know, so that you don't like die if you're pulling out your drive and you're on a blind corner, like a little, yes. so they can, yeah. Oh, I saw it and I was like, Jesus Christ, Manny is going <laughs> <laughs> to have a nervous breakdown. Yeah, and Manny's been really good. Like he is on really good form. Jesus Christ. I mean, there was this car behind me and after Manny had reared it and span round and run backwards about 85 times and then eventually decided he wanted to go home so the best thing was to just bolt back past it and go back home and this like if I pulled him up and this car's like miles behind me and I'm like it's okay now like he's fine come past come past no he's not a <laughs> bit of trouble like no, no thanks <laughs> this driver was honestly like tell you what love I'm, I'm good back here <laughs> Yeah, I'll just follow you really slowly. I was in a rush, but, you know, it can wait. Nothing's, more, nothing's that important. Am I, fuck, going near that wildebeest that you clearly have got no control over? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. It's just... Uh, 
shit. Oh, my, I found mine, yeah, mine don't even really want to be out at the minute. Like with Bear, no. Bear has like 87 fucking isolation booth paddocks because she's not allowed much room because she, especially in the winter, mm-hmm. she just can't, she just can't behave herself. She's just, I, I'm like, she, that's why she can never have a break. She can never have, she, she will not wind down because she's not that horse. She just yeah. has to be at something all the time. And so if you don't keep her busy, she keeps herself busy, which yeah. is not, you know. Constructive. So, um, yeah, there's like about half an acre of grass around the sand arena and it's all in like micro paddocks for yeah. her and her little cob friend. And it's fine for the cob because the cob is really fat and so it needs micro grazing. But so I've got like my, some of the paddocks, I've got like tons of grass because we're rotating them around trying to keep a bit of grass yeah, for this time of year. Happy, to try yeah. and keep her interested in eating the grass, not doing whatever that is. Yeah. And the cob just trails around behind her then. Um, so that's kind of okay, but... Um, the two four-year-olds just don't want to be out i put them out i'm trying again trying to fucking preserve ground and find bits of dry field and um i've got to stage with them where they're better off in a big field they're mm-hmm. doing less harm in a big field than in smaller fields having to come in and out of gateways and stuff um, yeah but i'm pleased but you've like, said that yours don't want to be out because no, bougie and mint honestly i've had more two trouble. hours tops and they're standing by the gate that's like and they have grass they do have grass but they're same. just like i'm fuck this thanks and, and it's funny because even taking them to the field, they're both like, nope, nope, just leave us in. We don't want to yeah. go out. Nope, nope, nope. And then you put them out and they stand at the gate like, oh, poor us. I know, it's exactly. And this and all these people banging fucking drums about you must turn your horses out every day and it's cruel and blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, fine. Go and talk to Molly and Rita. Mm. Like uh, two hours tops, like an hour and a half usually. And as I said, they have grass. The paddock, there's plenty of the field that's dry enough for them to mm. comfortably be great. They're not up to their knees in mud or anything like that. Yeah, same. Molly's on holidays. But last winter, like, I had, I went to them in for a lot of the West I went to them in. They had a big shed out onto a yard. Mm. And so they were moving the whole time. And then I tried to get them out into a paddock or a laneway every day just to run around and eat a bit of grass or whatever. Mm-hmm. And for that, for the middle of the winter, like for this bit, when it was really, really bad and the ground was really shit, they were in quite a lot, which I is the first time I've ever done that because I have it growing up with it in my head that young horses yeah. should be in fields all horses should be in. and I do agree horses as best that want to be out and I really do feel strongly that horses as mu- as best you can mm-hmm. if your circumstances allow you know they should be given time out in the field but again not every circumstance works at this time of year not every yard allows that policy um and as I said like you and me with our young horses who you would think would want to be as far away from you as possible yeah they're standing by the gate going, you know what, we're, no, thanks. So what do you do with that? You can't just leave them there to be miserable. Oh, well, Bougie's like eating his way through the gate. I think he's like, if she won't yeah. bring me in, I'll nibble my way just, to freedom. He's like a beaver, yeah, gnawing his <laughs> way in. So um, Ping's the only one that kind of half wants to be out, but then she's not got much else going on. So, um, But even her, even in the bad weather, she's happy to come in. So, yeah. like, what do you do? Fuck it. If they only want to be out for a couple of hours at the minute, it suits me fine because, yeah, as like yourself, the fields are in shit. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Rita, um, Rita has done her first show finally. Oh my goodness! I know, I know. I've had Rita since August of what year even is it? Of two thousand and twenty. Um, and Rita's finally, finally made it to a show. Finally. And what did she think? <laughs> Uh, she went schooling before Christmas. I have this amazing client friend who's become a friend who I um, I helped with problems in 2018. She was having another horse. And for some reason, and I never understand why, because she's the nicest, kindest, most obliging lady in the whole world. And I love her little horse as well. 
she just stays with me she's so good to me and she comes <laughs> for lessons when she can and if I'm going schooling she'll come schooling and I give her a hand with her fella but like she it's nearly more beneficial to me because she comes like her horse blue he's so quiet and he's so easygoing and he just does his thing and yeah like she's just such a saint of a woman and so she she came with me last time and then she came with me schooling during the week and then the the equestrian center nearest to us are doing an unaffiliated Saturday morning schooling which is really really handy this time of year jump or flat so we um jump okay so we we took her I took her sorry on Saturday morning and I led her in hand in the warm-up for a while which I always do the first time or sometimes yeah. second time just so they get used to because the problem with the unaffiliated smaller classes it's not a problem but it's just you know you get a lot of kids and ponies and stuff and you have to be mindful of them yeah and so putting a breaker or a very inexperienced horse in amongst a load of kids and ponies like I'm not willing to put anyone else at risk yeah. and they can't be expected to understand how to yeah. kick their ponies around a warm-up arena the same as somebody who's registered yeah. with the SGI and has been doing you know competing as an adult for years it's just yeah. become second nature then the kids they need to be let learn their own way and yeah. you can't then stick a young horse in the middle of that and expect them to so it's kind of but then again if you you know she's not going to be ready anytime soon to go out and even jump around at 80 yeah so it gives me the opportunity to to trot around over my 50s and my 60s kind of fucking really dizzy with the heights now um so it's kind of a bit of a quick pro quo but like it's such what a great she, place and this what did so she make it was she was she spooky she was nervous or? no she was nervous in the warm-up but very well behaved that's good um and I just tried to stay away out keep out of everybody's way yeah and then um she stopped at the warm-up fences the first time which they always seem yeah. to do and I just let them I think it's because there's and... so much else to look at they can't look at the fence because yeah. they're like Jesus have yeah. you seen over there oh look at and then they get yeah. to the fence and they're like oh I hadn't thought yeah, about that one yeah. um so so she um I just gave her a pat and came around and then the next time she was fine she just popped over it then um she was grand in the ring. She was she was all she was all over the place because uh, schooling her on the Thursday, they'd had a few little cross country fences up in the arena, and I just you know like everything was tiny, so I was just trotting around over them, and she was doing everything really well, and everything was fine. But then she just got her legs in a bit of a knot, and she just had a less than perfect jump, and she kind of rattled herself then. And because she is so inexperienced and so green, you know, she's I suppose because she was quite badly abused before she came to me. She's not a horse that easily just puts her faith in a human where you go, no, no, it's fine. Come on, you can do it. Yeah. She's had to look after herself in the past. And so when she gets a fright or a bad experience, she's not quite yet ready to listen to me fully. When I go, no, no, come on, it's fine. We can do it. So she was, you just took a little bit of working through. I just got off her actually. And I lunged over a few fences and just let her get going again rather than make a big deal out of it. So I was waiting to see what she was going to be like at the show on Saturday. And the first fence was in the exact same place as the cross-country little tiny roll-top thing that had caused the leg knottage drama. <laughs> and she trotted down to it and she just, I don't know what went through her head. Not a lot, I don't think. <laughs> she sort of screeched to a halt in front of it. And again, I don't make a big deal about that kind of thing. I'm just yeah. like, well, you know, take a look. And then she kind of turned sideways and I was like, no, it's fine. You could just turn around. But then she had this like sudden, it was like, a, it was like a three part thought process. <laughs> had this sudden rush of blood, blood to the head and then just fucking launched herself into the sky over the fence from side. And I was like, 
Right. <laughs> fence two then. Okay. <laughs> Gathering everything else. <laughs> Fucking hell. And then it was kind of okay, we got all the way to fence five. Um, she is a horse that's a little bit softer for herself. Again, it's not surprising because she's had such a hard time in the past. So like she got flu back a couple of weeks ago. And even though there was not a mark on her, she um she couldn't eat, she couldn't put her head down, she couldn't fucking cope with anything because her neck was a little bit sore. <clears throat> so she uh she got into the ring and uh she jumped the fifth fence, which she hit and knocked down, and um she uh went three legs lame. No. And I was like, oh fuck. I figured she'd just given it a back. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't really a big deal. But like, I trotted on for a few strides. And I was like, well, and you know, they often will give a leg a wallop like that. And sometimes they do go a bit pottery after it. And so I sort of just kept going towards fence six. But at that point, her brain just like absolutely fucking <laughs> fell out. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to be careful because I, I need to stop and see if the horse is all right. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so she banged banged her leg and then basically she decided that what she had thought all along which was that this wasn't a good idea and that you were being reckless with her had completely yeah, was, been proved was, 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 yeah exactly so she I, I you know she kind of when she landed and she was like she was she was like lame but like it took me a couple of strides to kind of get her pulled up but by then we had kind of arrived to the next fence and I said at that point her brain just come out and it did occur to me that like there was a potential to look like somebody who didn't give a shit that their horse yeah. was lame, that I was just manfully carrying on. So I was like, I'm just going to trot a circle here. I figured she'd just given herself a bang. Yeah. I could just, I better just trot a circle. So she was completely fine with that, but she was fine then. She was sound as a pound. She yeah. just, um, I know. So then she, she, she managed to complete the rest of the round with one or two, like sort of, you know, gawky jumps or whatever, mm. but she did it and she got going. And then they're so good there that they were like, look, you know, go and jump a few more fences before you take her out the ring just to make yeah. a point which is really like that's such a benefit to have a show center that's yeah. so geared towards sort of young horse produ- producing and riders going home feeling they've you know they haven't completely fucking failed yeah so that's uh that's a real blessing but yeah it was good it was it was it was good I mean it was the funny thing with her is like Bear is such an assassin like Bear goes to a show and she's just like you know, it's like Lara Croft showing up for work. Yeah. You know, she's, she doesn't understand why anybody would be emotional about it. It's just a job to do. Yeah. And she's going to do it better than everybody anyway. Yeah. And then Molly doesn't really care. Molly goes to the show and she comes home and she's home now. And that's it. We've stopped thinking about the show. We're at home now. Whereas Rita, like after she'd been schooling, she was like Aussie fucking Osborne the next day. She was like, yeah, I'm so cool. <laughs> and the same after the show, she went out in the field today and she boinged and sproined and spocked. And I was like, are you all right? And she's like, oh, I see. Star. <laughs> I'm like, well, we'll see. We're gonna have to get past 50 centimeters before anybody can definitively <laughs> conclude that you're going to be a superstar. But uh, so oh. it was good to get it done, I suppose. Yeah, it's first one out of the way. That's almost like a year and a half later. Yeah. 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 So she's gonna have to just keep going until she becomes normal. Um <laughs> becomes normal. Yeah. Well, what the fuck even is that? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Less not Less normal, than... I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's so, as good yeah, as any of us can ever hope for, isn't it? Um, yeah. Okay, so should we should we move on? I feel like we've had a bit of a... Yours ended well, actually. I think you did well. You ended us on a high note because... Well, I didn't feel like a particularly high note, to be honest, <laughs> but more of a got-it-done note than a way. It was more like a... Mister, I'm clutching like at straws here. For a few minutes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, it was brilliant. Finished on a high note, yeah. 
<laughs> because our pre-show was the two of us just like, it's just shit, isn't it? I mean, there's no time. Yeah. There's, there's no, we haven't got any time. No but time. It's dark. There's so much mud. Like, yeah. So yeah. that was a good finish with Rita. I think good. Sh- yeah, sorry. Good sorry. First I didn't mean to backtrack there. No, you're not <laughs> taking it away from me. You're not taking that highway. Um, so we're going to move on to um, our horsey heroes, which we just thought would be a really, really nice idea because, you know, it's easy to get bogged down in like all of the things that are f- impossibly fucking hard about the sport. But actually, like if you find some people who, whether it be like a professional or a friend or family who will really help you out. It's really nice to be able to acknowledge those people. And also it's really nice to remind us of like, that that is a nice side of it, isn't it? That when you find that little kind of crew who are around you, it makes all the fucking difference. It really does. Um, And we had so much response. Like I would say probably more response to this than I don't know, maybe than we've ever had before to anything, like so much. So who's your, have you got? Um, I'm going to do like a blanket. I'm okay. not going to be like Gwyneth Paltrow receiving an Oscar here. I'm just <laughs> going to do a quick, a quick sort of blanket. Um, I, I can't not say my husband because even though he doesn't go yeah. to shows, I get to go to shows yeah. and, you know, he's really good about it and he just, he never makes a fuss or whinges or gets annoyed about me being gone or about, you know, how much of his hard-earned spends I throw at them or, you know, he's just really good about it all the time. Yeah. So, you know, you tend to sort of think that somebody supporting you is somebody who's like there all the time at the show and doing everything, but actually support comes under a million different headings and it is whatever you need it to be. And for me, I get to go and, and do the things and, you know he keeps the child safe although Charlie has actually started coming to shows with me the last couple of shows he's came, he came with me which has been really good yeah I feel actually a lot less guilty yeah I lock him in the jeep with my phone and his Nintendo Switch like, like I don't leave him miles away from the car from the showground or anything like he's <laughs> I'm not like totally irresponsible but I can see him yeah and then he's with me and he's fine because he'd only be doing that at home anyway yeah anyway it's like I digress um so I can't not say him because he's just he just lets me do what I need to do and he never makes it a problem and as yeah. I said for me that's that's massive and then I have to mention Barbara because as I said Barbara has been with me for the last like four years and she's just so good she just supports and you know comes schooling like the amount I thought back about it the other day the amount of young horses or like liveries or whatever that I've taken schooling or taken to shows and she's just come along and you know ridden her horse there as well and, and knowing that you have that person there who's just going to call an ambulance if need be, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Not not sort of panic, but, you know, it's a safe environment and it gives, you know, it's better to be going somewhere with somebody who you can trust and really than it is to be trying to do it by yourself. So Yeah, and even like her. someone who probably, when you go, oh, that felt awful, who kind of go, oh, it didn't look as bad, you know, because often just having someone else who'll just give you a little bit of a sort of, positive or a bit of a like support when you you can be wobbly on your own can't you it's easy to second guess like it's nice just to have another pair of eyes and like we try and video each other as well like blue barbara's horse is really really well behaved and will stand still mine obviously usually aren't but (laughs) nonetheless kind of get most of some of the things videoed and that's really helpful as well yeah um 
so yeah so I'm, I'm really grateful to her because like I said I, I have no idea why the hell she's sort of stuck with me for all this time but she has and I'm so grateful because you um, helped her because you I, were probably that to her well I don't know I mean you never you never feel like that do you, do you know no but you're it's... just kind of doing, doing what you do and hoping it's not a disaster for everybody but um and then like I have to say sort of this year or this year what am I fucking saying <laughs> this year which is five minutes old <laughs> I didn't compete very much at all last summer, as you know, because it's just like one long train wreck after another. And yeah. then I got going in sort of the back end of the autumn up to Christmas. And I don't know if it's, you know, me bringing something different to the table or my attitude is a bit different or whatever. And obviously, you know, I chat to a lot of people on social media as well. And, you know, I'm in contact with quite a lot of people online, not so much in real life because I'm really shit at humaning. I just don't know how to do it. I'm like a robot human that came from another generation that just doesn't know how to do, hello, how are you? In a, you know, normally. Um, but like, it wasn't always my experience going to shows that, you know, you wouldn't always necessarily have a lot of people come over. You wouldn't chat to many people. But the last while that I've been going to shows, it's been absolutely unbelievable. Like people have been coming over, they'll introduce themselves, they'll message you afterwards and say they saw you at such and such a show. People come and give you a hand with a practice fence to walk up behind a young horse if you ask, you know, to like to put up the ramp or whatever. Yeah. Um, and just how friendly everybody is and how sound everybody is. Um, I've really noticed that more in the last six months than I have in my entire life. Right. That's and amazing. like when you're going to go to a show and yeah, I just it must be like a bit of a change in me because I'm sure they were always like that. Um, but like you know yourself like if you're going to go into jump and you're like feeling like shit and you're feeling really guilty about everything you've left behind you at home and you're kind of knackered and it can just be as simple as one person giving you a hand with a fence or saying oh god that was a nice round or oh, what are you jumping mm. just something some small bit of communication can really make you feel better um and it makes me sort of more determined to sort of do the same you know like if you see somebody needs a hand give a hand and it it's just a much nicer way of being and it it's the flip side like we all we ever hear about is the bullying and the bitching and yeah I'd bang my job about that now loudly enough as well but actually there's a flip side to all of that which is really quite nice yeah so um it is now turned into a Gwyneth Paltrow Oscar speech but it's just all those people no that's with a smile and a kind word that's exactly they're all amazing I I I, go ahead yeah that was exactly why I wanted like to do this is because exactly like you say Yes, that is like the bad side of it, but actually, I think if you look at that, the then good almost side's amazing. yeah, if you if you focus on that, then we almost stay in that kind of protective, like you know, I'll just do my thing and I'll kind of not smile at people instead of just being like they're probably nervous. So okay, maybe they're not being like the friendliest or whatever, but maybe they're like absolutely shitting it. Maybe the last show they like got leveled at the first fence, and and if you maybe smile at them first and be like, good luck then that might totally turn they, their day around and then in turn they might do that to somebody else. Exactly. And it just breeds a kind of a, a better atmosphere and a better attitude. And I'm sure like there are show centres and there are cliques and there are, you know, places that are just, you know, really like advocate that and really make it possible. And I do think like in terms of like our local show centre, it definitely comes from the top down because like I yeah. said, they're so helpful and so supportive. Nothing is a problem. And then everybody else feels the same. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it just... It means you just have nice days out and then if there is something that isn't ideal well it's just something that isn't ideal it's not your whole fucking day that's wrong you know what I mean it's yeah so like all of those little things like I really appreciate even those small little communications I really do it, it can make the difference for me um 
between you know whatever day and a really nice day and I, I said that before Christmas I said like you know every time I go to a show it's the people like that are making these days lately really really good and as I said I must be bringing some kind of it's a bit hippie probably but I'm bringing something different to the table because you know um yeah I, anyway that's me I'm done um, stop gabbling now what about you um mine are probably like mine are quite similar um to yours so like my first one is Ben obviously he is just amazing like helps me drives me funds me everything's really but then in addition like he's amazing with the horse's feet I mean I'm not I'm not going to praise him on Julie here because I do have to fucking nag to get my horses done um but he'll go away and really think about like you know if I say this one's just doing this and I'm not quite sure he'll go away and he'll think of a new way that we can try to shoe it and you know speak to the physio and and I just I'm really really grateful like if I if I wasn't married to him I would be so grateful still to have him as my farrier do you know what I mean he's just yeah I love that he takes the time and really I know has helped the fact that we bought two horses who probably weren't necessarily the soundest horses we bought them because they were cheap and he has without a shadow of a doubt helped them do their job for me and I'm so I'm really grateful for that and then um obviously like we're all crazy like so he has to deal with the like huge highs and lows of like one minute that horse is amazing and you love it and it's going to be the next big star and the next minute you hate it and probably the best thing is to find the nearest sales and just see if anybody will give you 50p in a mars bar for it and and then also like he's he's put up with a lot of like my confidence wobbles and i feel like i'm really pleased that this year like last year has been better because then he's had to do less like continual hand holding and like come on you can do it but i mean like finally christ this has gone like on and on but like I've spoken about it on here that um, the girl who worked for us left and he's been getting up a lot of mornings before work and doing the yard on the days where I don't have any help with the boys because it was yeah, just impossible yeah. to do a yard full of horses with the two boys. So we've done like the turning out and that sort of stuff. And, um, and he's done that and he works long days and yeah, I, I'm so lucky and I, it's hard isn't it you kind of like I don't take it for granted but I probably don't actually say thank you enough like because I am so so lucky to have him he's amazing and then my next one is like I've spoken about so much on here is um Rachel who again from losing the girl who helped us has despite having a job and her own children and a farm and holiday cottages and a million other things going on in her own life now comes to me every Wednesday and looks after Seb so that I can do the horses. Like, how kind, like, is, I can't even, she's just, I mean, she's helped so much with the podcast and with, like, things like the the sales, pon- like, the website for the sales ponies and things like that. Um, and she's the best friend ever. Like, she can, you know, I'm, she's always at the end of the phone. Like, and she came all year every time we were going to an away show, she would come and watch Seb so I could wash the horse and load the lorry. Um, and it's things like that where, like, I never even asked. She'll just recognise before it happens, like, that's going to be an absolute bitch for her. And she'll say, like, you're going away 
on Wednesday. Why don't I come on Wednesday and I'll watch Seb? And I'm like, no, because you've got a busy life. And she's like, no, no, I'll do that. And I just, like, honestly, I feel like yeah, I don't know what, like, I don't know what I've done to deserve her in my life. Like, um, maybe I was like Mother Teresa in my past life or something. Um, because she's just an absolute legend. And then lastly, um, is Carla because like, she's my trainer. Obviously we're friends as well, but like she goes above and beyond. And that's the difference. I think of like, I've been trained by other people before, but she's always at the end of the phone to talk about something I'm worried about or watch a video and give her opinion or come up with an idea of, well, this might work for this horse. Or I've thought about this training exercise that might help with this problem that we're having. And, and like the fact that she must want to bash my head against a wall because like that nonsense with Manny's bit where she told me what she wanted me to do. And I refused to accept that and went around the houses, tried every other thing first, and then basically did what she told me in the first place. And it worked really well. Um, like, and she doesn't get frustrated with me. She doesn't get frustrated that I've bought horses that really are impossible. Um, she just always kind of, I feel like she's just always in my corner. And I've been trained by people who either, I feel like they don't really give a shit, that they're, they're just taking your money. Or people who yeah. like, oh God, yeah, you're frightened you know, if you've messed up and they'll be like, no, like, fuck's sake, like, that's not. And then yeah. for me, that makes me worse because I get really anxious and then I overanalyze everything. And like, she doesn't do that. You know, if I come out and I'm like, she knows I'm going to be harder on myself than she is. So I'll be like, oh, I did that wrong. And she's like, yeah, you did. But the rest of the round was good. Like, you know, put it behind yeah. you and move on. So, yeah, I just, I honestly, I feel like I am so, so, so lucky to have those people, like, around me. And I think anybody who has got a trainer who's not making you feel really supported, like, it's, if you can find someone who can do that for you, it will just change your riding, like, completely. So, here end of the Oscar speech. Um, no, I, I think that's the dream. To have a, a coach like that would be the dream. I, um, I, I sort of... <laughs> I live in hope that somebody will find it but um, I'm so glad I'm so glad that you have it but like you have to bear in mind that you know fair enough you say like you're really really lucky and of course we're all like I mean that's the whole point like we are you know very you know filled with gratitude for the good people who who make our lives easier and allow us to do the things that we want to do and that's fine but like you know you're not that bad yourself like you know what I mean no one's doing it because you're an absolutely horrible person you know what I mean like so on the one hand, you say you don't know what you've done to deserve them, but like it's a two-way street too. Like you're a good friend and I'm sure a good student as well. And you're doing your best and you're an amazing wife and mother. So, you know, it's easy for people to support you and you're supporting them too. So I do think it can be a bit of a two-way street. Yeah, I do. Like I try now and I think that's something I wouldn't have done in the past. Like when we say we were away, show like earlier on in the summer and someone was kind of like, she was nervous and I think I would because she was at her first one and in the past I wouldn't have bothered like probably speaking to her not because I thought I was better than her or anything like that but just because I think I'm in my own head and I'm very much just like stay in my own lane do you know what I mean like probably because yeah. I'm a bit nervous I'm a bit apprehensive less so now but like I would have been a bit apprehensive with horsey people because you don't always know what you're going to get from them 
like and so I probably would have just you know but I could see like she was nervous and she did her round and she was like oh you know and I said that was really really good like it was a good round and she said when am I going to feel less nervous and I was like well I'm still absolutely shitting it so I don't know and she was like oh my god are you actually and I said yeah and she was like everyone here looks like they know what they're doing and I'm like well we all feel like we don't know what we're doing and we're all looking at everybody else so people are looking at you thinking that and you're looking at us thinking and, and I'm telling you I don't feel like that so and I think it's like those little like I, I try now because I think I really appreciate when someone does that for me yeah and sometimes it's just having that you know where you have like you say like that where she's sitting there and she's like what you know feeling really really nervous and feels like she doesn't know what she's doing it can be remarkably cathartic when you discover that as you say even upper level writers mm-hmm. are in the same position we all feel like this we really do and you know when you have those moments where you're like oh thank fucking god it's not just me because although it's a sort of a sport with a lot of people around you it's quite an islander experience yeah. as well especially competing because it is just you um yeah. So I think it is really, it is really good for someone in a situation like that to kind of realize like you're not, it's, it might feel like shit, but you're not on your own. Yeah. And and sometimes that can really help. Yeah. So I feel like I'm not doing like New Year's resolutions and stuff like that, but I think as like a, as a horsey resolution, I feel like we should all probably take the time and maybe expect less. If we want to see less of the bullying bitching side, then maybe like, be that because I think it's easy to do like the hashtag be kind and stuff on social media but actually to to just put yourself out there in real life face to face at a show that's probably what's going to make a bit more of a difference in the sport I agree and like one of the really good things about you know doing like the unaffiliated shows and stuff with all the kids is that kids are amazing like kids Mm -hmm. are good shit and they're not like adults they're not hung up about dumb shit like (laughs) do I look you know like I know what I'm doing or you, yeah. know, you know things that get you down like they don't have that problem they're just in the moment riding the ponies and having the best time and there's so much to take from that actually but like I go and I'd be like riding a breaker like this time and like with Molly as well particularly with Molly because she's so bloody hardy mm-hmm. and you're there and you're clinging onto your next strap and like don't be <laughs> sick on the horse it'll be you're not going to die and, and anyway there's an ex the hospital like a mile away you'll be fine you know there's lots of people here someone will get your horse home for you you know worst case scenario you'll find you're sorted and every time kids will ride up and they'll be like how are you i'm like oh good morning how's it going how are you <laughs> oh good yeah yeah are you jumping in this class i am are you jumping in this class oh no i'm jumping in the next class because you know like they're looking at me and like last weekend it was really funny because this is a really really gorgeous pony and a little girl came trotting up alongside me and she's like are you jumping in the 50 and i went yeah. mortified like this is like <laughs> seven-year-old kid on a fucking 12-hand pony and I'm like I am she, maybe I and she's like oh no no she's like no I'm doing the 70 and I'm like right she went but then she was very charitable she was like is it a young horse and I was like it is and I was like oh god that she she realizes that it's a young horse and that I'm not you know <laughs> this is not what we've come to but like, they're great because they actually kind of they're so fun and they're so happy to be there yeah so like when you're clicking onto your next draft being like you want you're gonna die <laughs> they kind of dog you out of it and it's so fun then chatter because they've got so much to say and they're so happy with their ponies and like it kind of it is a good reminder because it kind of makes you smile and it makes you think you know actually that's probably really how we're all meant to feel yeah 
yeah I think that's a good that is a really good thing to take away yeah it's like ultimately we are still all just like kids on ponies doing the thing that we've always wanted to do so yeah um, yeah, yeah, no, that, that they're great. They're great cards. So we're going to um, we're going to move on to some that we've been sent. Um, and like I say, I don't know if we're going to be able to get through them all because we got so many. But um, we'll try and do as many as we can because I just think it's it's really it's feel good, isn't it? Um, yeah. So my first one here is from um, Emma Gertz, and she says, "For horsey heroes, I've got to shout out to my coach." My old quarter horse started to get cold backed and a few times had taken off bucking at the mounting block, each time ending me in hospital. My confidence had taken a massive hit and I could barely ride without having anxiety attacks. And then I met my coach, a retired five-star avenger. I do dressage, so I'm not the most obvious fit. He has a very tell it real sort of approach that I think most people probably hate, but it really worked for me to have somebody to tell me to just shut up and ride. I got through my confidence issues and I'm now out competing my new baby warm blood and I couldn't have done it without him. He always makes time for emergency lessons when things are going sideways and is always happy to hop on the horse to feel what's going on. He's an absolute legend. Yeah, that's amazing. That's like a good coach, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's really, really nice. I really like that. That was a great one to kick off with, I think. Yeah. And I think sometimes that like, don't overthink it, just fucking do it. Just go, 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 just do it. It's like quite a good you know like it's not one method fits all but definitely I think there's a there's a merit because you do just don't you overthink overthink and like sometimes you just need someone to be like just go just fucking crack on um so mine is from Nat Briscoe um I love this one so as someone who um like doesn't have a horsey family at all and really Ben's been the first person who's kind of you know horsed with me um she said My dad is my horsey hero. Despite not being horsey, he has dedicated the last 30 years to my hobby. He ferried me to shows every weekend when I was young, stood ringside with ponies while I walked courses, did my helper days for me at the riding club so I could concentrate on riding. He has bought most of my ponies for me, done midnight trips to the vet hospital, looked after horses so I can have a few days away, fixed endless fences, helped poultice abscesses, walked out on hacks to cure nappy ponies, fixed horse boxes up, remortgaged the house to buy me an event horse who subsequently broke of course it did the bastard took over the costs when I lost hours in work and all without ever complaining he's 75 now still my best friend and comes to support me at every competition he deserves a mention on the podcast my friends and I refer to him as daddy b he is the ultimate legend and I messaged her back and said I am so jealous like he sounds incredible like can (laughs) I have him please that's that's great great isn't it that's really nice like it's just so lovely to have somebody who's so kind of invested in your journey mm-hmm. um you know and kind of doing it with you it's lovely isn't it I can't even imagine what that must like I obviously Ben's <laughs> like Ben's like amazing but like yeah just that oh, I just love like I love that from from a parent to be so like just want to see you succeed like that must just be amazing. Like I, I, I love him. Yeah. I would really like to borrow him as a father yeah. if he's yeah, got I time. Yeah, if we could like, you know, do that. Could yeah. he remortgage just, your house you know, for a show? Fucking hell, yeah. I think he's yeah. too good, really, for her to hog. I feel like he he needs to be shared around. It's like only fair. <laughs> I mean, I'm just just saying. 
Oh my god, could you imagine? Could you imagine? It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Rent to support. I feel like I need to do a rent to support. I would definitely rent to support it. I mean, like, like one of the best shows I ever had. Like, well, not a hat, not the best show, like on paper or whatever, but like, um, I taken Ping. We used to have this thing called Equi Festival, and um, I took Ping, and I rented her, in, you know, because she was so fucking doddery to jump, like, like Olympic class talent, but like, you know, trying to drive for the handbrake on. And I'd been for less than a few days before, and we had like set the horse on fucking fire. School like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> she was too, literally too afraid to fucking try and stop. Like. And, and I'd been to there. I'd been, I'd done a bit of dressage or some fucking thing or another in the morning, and I had her entered for the show jumping. And I'd entered for like an 80 or something, and I missed the 80, and then I had to go on and jump the 90 in the big international arena. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And I went in to jump. And like did the same thing, like basically it was like, you know, behind the fucking corn hounds. <laughs> and, like things like what the fuck's going on up there? Yeah, 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 exactly. But like that was that was like that the one time the shock tactics worked. Like, she was too fucking terrified <laughs> to ask any questions. <laughs> too scared to tie up or fucking give it up. Um <laughs> this seems to be really important to me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, defying veterinary science by you know fear as a fucking medication. <laughs> but anyway, she jumped around clear, and I think she finished fourth or something. Because even though we were going around like scolding cats, you know, we were still slower than everybody else. It was going around probably at normal speed. Um, and um, but then I looked up, and my husband and my child were there, and they had seen the whole thing. I'm not saying it was my finest hour or anything, but like it was amazing that they had been there because I never got to shows, like yeah. never. You went eventing two or three times back in the day, like, enough times to be like, this sport is fucking stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. I mean, I mean you can't argue with him. <laughs> it was a negativity. But yeah, it was, but it meant so much to me yeah. that he had turned up the show with Charlie and he was like, oh, Charlie wanted to come and see you. And I'm like, right. So like, I made a huge deal out of it. I was like, yeah. oh my God, it's amazing. Thank you so much. And like, in the hope that if I made a big deal out of it, he'd do it again. But he's he obviously over-egged it because he hasn't done it since. He's too afraid of being like basically serenaded in public. He's like, fuck that, that's embarrassing. Do you know, you need to try the same tactic yeah, with him. Anyway. Get on! Get in the car! Go on! In the car! You're going to the yeah. show! Yeah. Well, you have two kids and you have to do a school run. So you know that sometimes that's where we have to go. Okay. So maybe we should try it on husbands. I don't know. Oh, honestly, the school runs. Um, Fuck me. Well, actually, I can't blame Charlie. It's me. Charlie's actually like quite good. It's me. I'm always late because I have 5,000 things to do before I go. And yeah. Um, Anyway, that's a whole other episode. Um, So uh, the next Instagram one I have is from Hulls and she says, it has to be my long-suffering boyfriend. He never minds the fact that I'm basically never home. I'm always broke, always fed up, always smelly. I'm a farmer too. I never clean the house. I cry a lot. And I actually know my vet's phone number by heart, but not his. I'm like, welcome, <laughs> welcome. We're kindred spirits here, sister. <laughs> Despite the fact that I want to punch him in the throat when he calls the dressage test out and he says walking trot at least he tried at least he's at the bloody show with you I mean come on now and we know what he means um, he's a good egg yeah he's a good egg really and I'm a horrible girlfriend I'm sure you're not a horrible girlfriend but like he does sound like a very very good egg yeah that sounds that sounds lovely like and I mean, I think we, we do as horsey people, we're always selling ourselves short. So we're all very much like, and I don't know why they do it for us. But yeah, I mean, fuck me. 
if I could give my boys any advice, it would be do not go out with a horsey girl for fuck's no. sake. Say, uh, fucking hell, no. Swerve like, that. No. Fuck go, me. Like, find an accountant or a yeah. librarian or something, but not. Yeah. Well, like or, a knitter. Yeah, no, You'd not, always have not, socks. Not. Nice and warm. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Mm, that's true. But not, not, not a haughty girl. Fuck Stupidest no. hobby ever, isn't it? So oh, my, oh, my next one comes from Cindy Pierpan. Um, and she said, Dr. Alicia Nolfi is one of my horsey heroes. She's a vet that specializes in equine podiatry. She got to know her as a result of her work to identify and support legitimate horse rescues and expose illegitimate rescues and horse abusers in our part of the country. Cool. She supports a lovely little rescue um, on the western slope of Colorado called End of the Trail Rescue. Um, she's a tireless contributor to the Facebook group Horse Vet Corner, where only vets are supposed to respond to posts. <laughs> I like how where only vets are supposed to respond. <laughs> you know there's a load <laughs> of like hillers on, on there. <laughs> no. <laughs> are you oh yeah, no, I'm on that group. And it, it, sometimes the stuff is really, really interesting. Like there's loads to learn, but like fucking how the poor admins, they are forever having to stick up the post of like, if you're not a vet, you can't comment. And like <laughs> it must be such hard work to admin it. Yeah. There's no, I, I could think of nothing I'd like to do less than do that. Um, she is passionate and skilled in the practice of equine podiatry, and she is her hero because in spite of the reluctance of the veterinary profession to move on from the dark ages of equine podiatry, she never tires trying to spread the knowledge of how to help horses, and she never judges people who don't get it or who are reluctant to, um, to make advances. In addition to being a tireless advocate, um, She's really fortunate to call her a friend and helped her. she helped her care for one of her horses. She lives four hours away, but she still drives um, to give one of her horses the care it needed. And when it was the time to let her go, she and her family had a planned non-horsey trip to Denver and she offered to make a detour to be the one to euthanize the mare. Um, her regular vet was away and so the only option was to use a different vet who had previously failed the horse and she said it meant so much to have a vet and a friend who really cared for the horse to be the one to let her go um i later asked her how the conversation with her husband went so i know we are taking a non-horsey family trip to denver but could we make a detour so that i can put down a horse she said that she had hardly got the question out of her mouth before he agreed more recently i had a horse with an impaction colic in the hospital it was a routine veterinary condition. The horse wasn't receiving the care that it should have. And again, when Alicia found out what was going on, even though she was out of state on a family vacation, she went and you know helped her. And she said that she really appreciated her support when she felt so helpless. She said she shares her joy of healthy horses and really cares about her and her horses. So she is an unparalleled friend. Well, sounds like an amazing vet. Yeah, that's kind of, it's all like you can hope for, isn't it? You know, for... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, someone to like really, really... I mean, they do really care, but it's nice to to have those kind of experiences, isn't it? And to know that you can really trust the the person to help you when you really need it the most. Yeah. So, yeah, that was... That was a really nice one because it's someone who can be there for you at your absolute lowest is, you know, is amazing. Um. 
so Jenny has sent in on Instagram uh, for your feel good episode. Uh, Pennywell's riding for the Disabled Association are my heroes. I would actually nominate my favourite pony, Anna. She gives me such comfort when I'm struggling and is so good at sensing my mood. Obviously, I'm grateful to the human staff too for giving me access to such a wonderful space as a volunteer. They are very good at recognising when I need space and they let me potter around the yard fiddling with little jobs when I need time out. Um, and this is the lady who, I don't, anybody who listens to the Christmas episode, um, this is the lady who, who wanted Santa to bring her some magnetic hawk boots um, for Anna. And she has added on to the end that, yes, I did buy her the magnetic hawk boots. So she's happy and healthy and moving in less pain than I'm happy to. <laughs> RGA ponies work hard, put up with a lot and deserve to be spoiled. Oh, that's so lovely. So that's that's so, so kind of her to do that. That pony, I'll really appreciate it because they probably are, you know, they help so many people and they deserve to have a nice Christmas as well. So you are yeah, like, like very kind, yeah. It is. It is nice, isn't it? Though, like to, um, we don't. I suppose, like, it sounds like a horrible thing to say, but like, I don't think you tend to think of, like the horses for the riding for the disabled association, um, and you know for other sort of charities and things like that. You don't think too much about them. You just sort of think, oh, they're nice, quiet horses that do their job really well. But you don't. I suppose we're very fortunate. We don't tend to sort of have to think too much about the ins and the outs of the type of horse and yeah. how hard they work and how nice they have to be and you know like they are um, absolute they're heroes like just you're so right um they're absolute heroes and like it's really really kind of her to kind of take the time to think that so um yeah that was really lovely um so typical of our lives right now um minor slash major technical fiasco and um when i went to edit we were missing probably the last quarter of this episode so yeah so we're just gonna go from here Krista is going to do <laughs> the next one and we're just gonna the audio is obviously gonna be completely different carry on yeah and hopefully Wing it's gonna it, work on. this time and not ruin our it's, lives it's oh my god it was a bit dramatic wasn't it like what was that god. we had so um, many technical zoom, problems didn't we yeah zoom just disappeared it just literally disappeared and yeah several times yeah <laughs> Anyway, um, okay, so um, we have a submission here. It's a bit of a blast from the past for the podcast. Um, I don't know if, if uh, or I hope as many listeners as possible remember uh, Life on 10 Acres. This lady has, rec- uh, has recommended her, um, her husband, Oliver, um, and this may ring, ring some bells. Uh, this chap is a super supportive person in a horsey girl's life my insane idea of hand building an arena are you with me now who <laughs> does not know Oliver who does not know Oliver but this star and then in brackets fool no I think we've got to go with star uh, yeah, we went along with it we do in fact he goes along with all of my ideas Oliver is a legend and so say all of us um <laughs> it was uh, it was really good to get that actually because um Life on Ten Acres contributes to any of our random requests for, you know, input for the sh- for the podcast episodes and stuff. But it was really good to get that because I had actually kind of half forgotten yeah. about the hand-built Sandrina. Grain by over, grain. Wasn't it? Yeah, grain by grain. Yeah. So it was really nice to get that. So, uh, yeah, we, we heart Oliver. Yeah, we 100% agree that Oliver is an absolute hero. Um, so 
I have, um, so this one made me feel guilty um, because I hadn't thought of any of the horses. Um, and this one came from <laughs> Nick Stewart. Um, and actually, when we recorded this the first time, I said, you know, I read this and I felt really guilty because Manny is like my hero. The bastard. But he's fucked up since, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I kid you not, I have never been as close to being levelled on a road as I was a couple of hours ago. So... Was it the mirror again? Did I mention in the... I can't remember if I mentioned in the first half... Yeah. The, the mirror, mirror of yeah. doom. So I decided, okay, I've, I always exit left. Had to do my right or left because I don't know my right from my left. Um, <laughs> Your mittens with an arm yeah, and a leg. I did my mittens. So, um, yeah, so I go left when we come out the yard but the mirror of doom is there so instead of doing that I went right and he's been that way like plenty but it's not like my I would you know nine and a half times out of ten like go the other way anyway thought I'm not I haven't got the energy and I just want a nice night so I'm gonna go the other way and then up we go my next door neighbor happened to be passing in a car, luckily going very, very, very slowly because he's lovely. Oh, God. And Manny saw this little Appaloosa pony that <gasps> came trotting up to the fence. It's like 10 hand oh. little sort of shaggy thing. Came trotting up to say hello. I have never, he's never done that to me. He, you know, when they're around before, you know, like yeah, whether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sitting in space yeah yeah that's exactly it was exactly that I was trying to describe it. I said to Ben it was like a cartoon where I was very conscious there yeah. was no horse under me anymore and I don't know how I didn't going off the cliff yeah <laughs> I don't know how I didn't fall off because I was suddenly like where is the thing that was under me a minute ago next thing we are galloping and I do mean galloping down the road fuck back home um so much for your quiet hack yeah so I managed to get him wheeled round like was really cross with him got him past the pony and then just to prove a point I was like right we're going past the mirror of doom now he fucking well walked past the mirror after yeah me going, he was done then wasn't he he's yeah. done his thing then yeah me, like me going oh he's never gonna get used to it I mean he did like don't get me wrong he went sideways and like snorted but he went past it like you know, my heart was like absolutely hammering my legs were like yeah Yeah, my my legs were like jelly for an hour afterwards because I honestly thought like I was like I was frightened I was thinking I'm not gonna get him pulled up he's only in snaffle um but because I think he is a good egg I'll give him that he wasn't trying to do anything bad so when he got away from the pony he pulled up and I was like you like it's a pony it's an actual like 10 hand pony like I'm, this- I'm gonna I'm gonna mildly sympathize with them because I like I really don't <laughs> want to cause offense to people on here who were like massive Appaloosa fans okay each to their own I'm sure there are a million things to appreciate about them but I'm I'm kind of with Manny I'm not the biggest fan of them so <laughs> we're like horse racists myself and Manny obviously um sorry well, about that but yeah Maybe just that's his problem. Just as like the most perfect segue ever. This is, I think, an Appaloosa 10 3 that it, this has been nominated as hero. So <laughs> <laughs> is this Douglas? Yes. 
Yes. Well, Douglas is a D, though, in fairness to him. <laughs> well, Nick, I think uh, Manny would Nicholas, beg to differ. Nicholas Tony Douglas. Yeah. 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 So, no, but Douglas is cool. Nicholas always putting on really cool pictures of him on social media. Douglas is a dude. Well, I bet Manny would bloody change his mind. Oh, have none of it. Yeah, no. have none of it. So yeah, I felt really bad because actually, do you know what? Like, I, what, what we said, what I said yesterday was like, it's so true. Like, when you think of how much happiness they bring us and like the things they yeah. do for us today, not included. Yeah. Um, I I totally <laughs> loved that someone had sent their horse in. So Nick nominated um her angry Spaniard um or little ray of sunshine Douglas, aka Super D Golden Balls. He is 10, three and three quarters of perfection, spotted with Afro hair and has always just got on with what he's been asked to do without any bother. And that's the dream, isn't it? Um, yeah. Always pleased like. to ten, see you. 10, three at Palooza. <laughs> <laughs> always pleased to see you. We'll accept all cuddles without scowling. <laughs> um, if you want to harness up and go for a drive down the road, no problem. Across the field, no problem. Dressage, no problem. You can go for a walk and listen to a podcast, no problem. She says he's definitely a fan of the show because he walks slower if it's on so that he can listen properly. I mean, I'm a fan <laughs> of Douglas now. Um, yeah, yeah, he's cool. She once caught him asleep in the stable and so she went in and put um, his head on her lap and went to sleep. So she says he's a pony, so everything is done with a level of sass and he doesn't walk, he prances. But um, she said that he had a serious kick injury and it was really grim, so she doesn't want to go into details, but she said the vet was able to clean and stitch him without any sedation and did four months oh. of box rest while remaining his total joyful sen- self. Which, what a dude, yeah. Yeah, as someone who's had some absolute lunatics on box rest, I think that that is seriously special because it's so hard for them, isn't it, box rest? Yeah. So, yeah, I really, I loved that she sent that in. I thought that was that was really, really nice. Yeah, that's really cool. And as I said, he is a dude. Um, he is a little dude now. Um, so my next one then is from Laura McCabe. It's only a short one, but Laura um, has nominated Sandra Blake Farrell, who is an Irish international dressage rider. Um, she said she's, she helped me so much with my last sharp horse. Um, and she's also a massive fan of Piggy March and Pippa Funnel. I mean, really, what's what's not to admire there? Like, those are two amazing girls. But yeah. Sandra is 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 like I know Sandra, and she is good to everybody. Um, you know, she always has time for everybody. She's a super trainer, an amazing rider, uh, but she's so kind all the time and approachable. And um, you know, the stereotypical you know, sort of angry, inspired by a dressage person like couldn't be further from the truth. So uh, I, I wholeheartedly um, agree with that nomination. Sandra's, Sandra's really cool. Uh, so that's, uh, that's from Laura. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know her, but I think what's been really nice about um, Pippa Funnel is how honest she was about all of her confidence struggles. And I bet that's given like so many people so much sort of hope because if she can go and do what she's done, being really nervous it makes you feel like just because you're a nervous rider it doesn't mean that you can't still achieve things yeah exactly I think that she has certainly in that regard done a lot but also I mean even you know even the things that she's achieved in the sport um 
are just phenomenal um and to have done that with such you know debilitating nerves and having to work so hard and her mindset and stuff and as you say just been very open and honest about that um yeah she's she's amazing I have one from Alexis Haynes um, and she has said that her yard owner, Ros Wade, has been there for her when she's had beloved horses put to sleep and even more so following the loss of Chari back in June. I've been in a dark place and not riding Arthur, but Ros is always there to help get me on board. We've had endless starts. I cancel because I can't bear to ride, but Ros is always there when I'm ready to try again. She's my hero and without her, I'd have given up long ago. Um, and I, I absolutely love that because um, yeah. I think I, I said yesterday, like I would be guilty probably of sometimes just being kind of like pushing people and thinking that's doing the best for them. But actually what I love about that is like the patience of kind of like just being there for someone when they're ready, not kind of yeah. chivying them too hard. Like sometimes you need a chivy, but for something like that time and you know, letting someone do it when it's right for them. I really agree with that. Like, as, um, I'm a Central 10 coach and as part of our CPD, um, we have to do two training days a year online. And the first training day we did this year, it was just something that has really caught my attention this year because I'm extremely solutions oriented. Like I just don't want to hang around. I just want to get on and do it. And when it comes to mindset and stuff, you know, it's not that I'm on for the shortcuts of course we, we do everything in a very sort of state you know methodical way um depending on what the person needs but you know that's what it is it's solutions all the time for everything and one of the of the cpd days was the focus was on not being a solutions person okay. holding space for the person you know to to feel how they felt to talk about where they were at and to just not be like oh yeah we could do this or oh yeah that yeah. happened to me and I did this and it fixed it because I think as horse people we're quite like that anyway because yeah. we're always trying to you know fix a, a problem or yeah. relate a story or take a story from someone you know what can we learn from it or if we've got a pro you know we're so like geared towards needing an answer to so much stuff and it was something that I really thought about a lot all, all of last year that of course like it's great to be able to come up with solutions and ideas and perspectives but what about just not doing that yeah like what about holding space for that person as I said to authentically feel and be how they how they are and to just sit with them through it like yeah you know it's really you can tell, see from a message like that how actually powerful that can be for people and how helpful it can be yeah when I think just to have someone who's there like just by your side and you don't feel like you're failing. Sometimes I think you feel like you're failing someone if you're not like doing it, doing Try it, doing it. Do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. To like, feel how, like I mean, you... exactly like you say, just they're there with me where I am. Exactly. And like, do you have you? I mean, probably we have, you have, everybody has times in the past where you've been working with somebody and they're kind of pushing you and saying, come on, come on, just get on with it, get on with it. You know, and actually, that's not where you're at at all. And it can be a lot more detrimental than helpful at times. Like, of course, as you say, we all need to kick up a hole now and again to be like, come on, come on, you've, you've got this, you're 100% yeah. able to do it. But if the person isn't there and you're yeah. going, come on, come on, come on. Like, it's it's probably very counterproductive, really. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I have a really nice one here from Rivers Eventing Adventures. 
she says that Alicia Dixon 84 is her hero. She does your writing success on YouTube. She says, I've never met her, but she has revolutionized, can't talk now, revolutionized the way I write. I've gone from having a fussy mare putting her tongue over the bit with any bit that I tried, except a pelham, to riding an Annie Snaffle I like and having a happy settled horse. She has done this without charging and she is genuinely giving back to the sport that she loves. I was ready to throw the towel in with dressage and now I can't wait to get out there in the new year. So much so I have bought a, bought a full British dressage membership. Amazing. Yeah, it's so cool, isn't it? Yeah, that's like, it's lovely. So many great when, people out there. Yeah, when people just are offering their help just because they love the sport. Like, I think that's, that's a really positive thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is amazing. Um, and I, like, it was such a good idea of yours to do this, because like you said, you know, it's January, shit weather, we're all like, oh my God, it will never be summer. Yeah. You know, and it's easy to get down on the damn things, and there's always the stories of, like, bullying and, you know, so much negativity in the, in the sport, really, and that's where we all focus all our attention on all our energy, but, like, we never actually sit down and talk about the great people, the yeah. great horses, you know, like, the, you know how much folk are trying to support one another all of the positive elements that are in reality the reason why we do this but we never really talk about it no I think that's kind of what I I felt like I felt like there's so much like you know like oh so much bit like bitchiness and bullying and there is like you know there is and like for me I'm kind of less about the like the sort of like hashtag be kind and stuff and it's like actually just probably when when you go to a horse show like I would be super guilty of it like I wouldn't maybe like less so now but I maybe wouldn't smile at someone partly often because I I I would almost feel like well they're not going to want to smile at me like it's I don't think that's imposter syndrome like what is it though like it's something isn't it like I wouldn't smile because I would think well they're probably not going to smile at me yeah 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 like and I probably still do that sometimes but or like I'll have, I think I do have a bit of a resting bitch face, um, which is often like, cause I'm stressed about, you know, the horse or I'm frightened about remembering the course or whatever. But then I kind of think we are responsible for, for this sport. So like, if we can go to a show and if we smile at like 20 people and say like good round or good luck or whatever, then actually like maybe 10 of those people are going to go on and do that to somebody else. And, you know, I really do remember, like, there's been times where someone's taken the time. Like, I remember coming out of a newcomer's on Belinda and this guy um, on a really flash horse, as I walked out, he said, that was a really, really good round, well-ridden. And I remember that, and that was probably about, like, seven years ago because at the time I was really shitting it about jumping newcomers and I was having a lot of bad rounds on Belle. And like the fact that someone who I thought looked like they had their shit together took the time to say that, it really meant a lot to me. Um, yeah. So I feel like if if we can all do that to someone, like that for me is far more important than like what happens on social media. And I guess like I'm not really a super social media person, but like for me, that's when you need it, isn't it? When you're on the yard and you're about to get on a horse and you're frightened or when you're at a show and you're terrified or like... And I just think let's kind of try and remember the good in the sport because there's loads of it. 
Well, that's it. And as I said, like at the end of the day, the good outweighs the bad, because if it didn't, we wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. But at the same time, we never put our focus there. It's always like, oh, somebody's bitching ringside. Or did you see that comment on Facebook or, you know, that kind of stuff? Like, and at the end of the day, you know, that's hum- yeah, that's just human life. Like we're going to you're going to have bad with good. That's just how it's going to be. But like I said, we just don't ever really, in my experience, kind of sit down and go, and as I, I, I said, I could have said it earlier in the in the episode before the you know tech disaster. <laughs> but like for me, you know, the last last few shows that I've been to, like it's, I've come away and I've been like, it, it really it was people that made it, and mm-hmm. I, it was people were kind, and if I needed help, someone helped me, and you know, as I said, I had all these kids coming up and being like, "How are you? I jumped my pony. What are you? Are you?" And they were just like, it just kind of switches your head a bit. You know, and the kids in particular, as I said, are so positive. They're so just delighted to be there. Yeah. You know, and if you can kind of channel the kids a bit and be like, actually, yeah, you know what, this is really cool. Um, mm. And then also switch your focus a little bit to the really positive aspects of why we do these things. You know, maybe just doing those things now and again. Yeah. Can kind of help to just, you know, reset you a little bit and be a bit like, yeah, you know what, actually, I can't wait to get out in March instead of being like, oh, fuck this again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like, you know, focus less, like there is going to be bullying, there is going to be bitching. But for me, like, kind yeah, of you, as much you, as, you, like, yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. Just like, you know, I think if we can just let that. Why does it need to be a problem? Yeah. Yeah. Just let it carry on. Saying it's, yeah. Like, and I'm not being I'm sure. and saying that it's, that it's not a problem. It's awful. And that's, I'm not trying to be, you know, to yeah. disregard that. But all I'm saying is that you don't put it out there yeah. and try not to take it in as best you can you know just try and focus on the good things that you have in your circle and what you're working towards as best you can yeah and I think like as much as you can like you know try and pick other people up help them a little bit and like just it's I think I think yeah what I what I kind of think is massive is the small things like just the saying that was really nice or shit I'm absolutely terrified too like I think that's what kind of counts a lot in this sport. And I think the more we do that, the happier it will be for all of us. Yeah, I really agree with that. I mean, like I've had it quite a few times in the last last few months where, you know, I went to um, one of the Winter Stars Tour qualifiers with Bear and I just really, really wanted a video of it and look, it was on my own. <laughs> and there was just this poor random man there and I was like... Um, <laughs> Are you busy? Like, are you going now? Are you around for a few minutes? And they're like, we're here for a few minutes. They're like, what's wrong with this one? I was like, any chance you could video my around? And they were like, yeah, Grant. So I gave them my phone and uh, like, they were really good. And then the last show I went to, I actually felt really bad last Saturday because there was this amazing lady there. And she had um, a really young baby in a pushchair and like two like assorted age toddlers. She was the only person in the fucking car park. Like this always happens to me when I'm on my own trying to load a young horse and I like look around. You know, normally I show there's people everywhere. Yeah. And every time it's me, I look around and it's like John Wayne music and tumble music. And I'm like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> and I went to to load Rita and this poor woman was coming with like her children and like a bag and you know, she was, you know, doing yeah. things. There's no one else to ask. And I felt really bad. I was like, listen, is there any chance you could just walk up behind this pony? And if you can't, like, yeah. I couldn't have managed with one child. So, like, I was totally, like, for on for it. You know, if you can't yeah. do it, it's fine. 
not at all. And she was like, no, no, don't worry. Don't be silly. It's been me lots of times. So she sort of parked this child there and that child there and put the buggy over there and came over and put the ramp up. But she was so cheerful and she was so friendly and was so happy to help. And, you know, if you can give out what you're getting back and just, as you say, try and keep your keep your eye on what's good. Like people are like there are so many amazing people out there um, who will help you for no reason other than just because they're happy to help you. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's that's our sort of. I think hopefully our good start to the year and we're going to try and put out some good vibes and hope that uh, we're going to have a good year this year, people. We fucking deserve a good year. I mean, let's keep everything crossed. We deserve no bastard COVID, no fucking mud, no shitty (laughs) equine viruses, no vet bills. Come on, like let's channel it and if not then let's all pick each other up you know (laughs) yeah yeah like send each other you know good vibes care parcels whatever it takes let's (laughs) vet wrap ambulin text yeah uh, intracyte gel this is what i'm gonna have to to put in the care package i think (laughs) Um, yeah no i really agree yeah and And if someone's you know like if you ask for help and you get it like just be really grateful you know I don't think we're going to reinvent the wheel or anything like that but if you can make one person's day better like so many times just a completely random person as Katie said like a random person a random gesture has totally made my day turn my mindset around or whatever and it's only this as you say it's only the small things so if you can do that for somebody else just do it totally do it and we are so grateful to you all for all the support you know things like sending stuff in um that's really really good we're really really grateful and we would love if you would keep doing that um so we are not doing one for the week we are ending on a super happy positive high we definitely don't want you to not do one crush things we want them to keep coming please keep doing really really stupid things and hope that everyone around you does stupid things send them into us but for this week we are doing all the shiny positive and we are not having a wanker yeah plan yeah plan um so thank you so much for listening and hopefully this is all gonna fit together and you will have this episode and it's not gonna be too too much of a train wreck um so happy new year and goodbye bye guys bye